0: Welcome to the Association of Insurance Compliance Professionals podcast. AICP serves the insurance compliance community by promoting relationships, exchanging information, and providing learning opportunities within a dynamic regulatory environment. You're listening to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Acceptance Insurance, a conversation with Alicia Crenshaw and Pam McGee. Alicia Crenshaw, Senior Director of Compliance at Acceptance Insurance, Sits down with Acceptance's Senior Director of Culture and Engagement, Pam McGee, who previously served as the Director of Diversity and Development at Broadcast Music Inc., to discuss the evolution of DEI at Acceptance, why allyship is important, and what DEI might look like for the next generation of young professionals. And now, here's your host, Alicia Crenshaw. Hello, everyone. This podcast is a discussion of diversity, equity, and inclusion at Acceptance Insurance. I'm Alicia Crenshaw, Senior Director of Compliance at Acceptance and a member of the Association of Insurance Compliance Professionals DE&I Committee. Today, I have with me Pam McGee, Senior Director of Culture Engagement at Acceptance Insurance. She brings to the company a wealth of experience from her role as the Director of Diversity and Development at Broadcast Music, Inc., also known as BMI. There, she was responsible for the diversity and inclusion strategy recruiting and company-wide training and development. Among her numerous achievements, Pam launched the company's Core Values Initiative, the first leadership development program for high-potential team members, and an internship program. Additionally, she served as the chair of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force, Employee Resource Group Research Committee, and assisted with updating BMI's career sites for recruiting. Finally, she developed external partnerships with the Tennessee Latin American Chamber and historically Black colleges and universities. Pam received a Master of Business Administration from the University of Phoenix and a Bachelor of Science from Austin P. State University. Pam, thank you for joining this podcast. So, in your role as the Director of Culture and Engagement at Acceptance, I wanted to get your insight into the DEI space. So can you tell us a little more about your journey to your current role and your experience in the field of diversity, equity, and inclusion?
1: Sure, sure. Thank you, Alicia, just for the opportunity to share uh, just about my history in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, it's been a wonderful and great journey. I'm very passionate about D D-E-N-I E and and B which stands for the belonging. Part of that journey was really around what? does the company need? Who are we? Who do we want to be in this space? And so that journey was around really developing what does it look like? What is our diversity composition? How do we want to interact in the community? And who do we want to be in the community? And so being able to grow that, also being a part of the Tennessee Diversity Consortium, and that's just a, a group of DEI and i and practitioners that come together on a quarterly basis and really talk about some of the issues we may have as it relates to DEI and also educating the community on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging.
0: Very good. So the definition of DEI seems to be evolving. What does it mean in the workplace at this moment, or is it different across organizations?
1: So D, E, and I stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. There is another letter, and it's the B, and the B stands for belonging. You've seen diversity evolve. Years ago, we, we probably heard the terms affirmative action. And as years have gone on, we're now wanting to make sure that companies are being inclusive in their leadership, inclusive in their behaviors, making sure we encourage our customers to be a part of this space as well. So your question was around how is it and Is it different across organizations? And it is. In some organizations, it really depends on where they are in their journey. Maybe three or four years ago did we see companies pick up the B for belonging. So diversity, equity, inclusion is not just about diversity composition. It is part of that, but it's also about how are we including others? How are we promoting our team members? How are we mentoring? How do we have a seat at the table with people that don't look like us? So those are the things that have evolved, but for companies, is really about them making sure they stay in space, in a space where they can continue to grow, continue to learn and understand in order for us to be relevant in the workplace and to grow and continue our business. is making sure we understand what diversity means for us, what equity, what inclusion and belonging means as they go in this journey of DE and IMD.
0: So it sounds like, as you were saying, that the space is evolving and becoming more inclusive as we go along. Yes. So can you tell us what made you decide to take this role for acceptance?
1: One of the main reasons was the leadership's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yes, they wanted to learn more, but also wanted to continue to grow and maintain that culture My experience has been making sure that there is a top-down approach for the leadership team and not a bottom-up. And I saw the passion in the leaders, the the passion, making sure they they maintain the culture, but also to really understand how can we be inclusive leaders at acceptance insurance.
0: Wow. Thank you for that response. For our listeners, how do you go about introducing DE&I at a company?
1: The first step, I think, to introduce DE and I at a company is to really understanding the values of the company. When you look at acceptance, we you know we take care of each other. We, we believe in having in in one team. And so the first step would be to understand what is your leadership team. What are, what's the focus? What what are the goals? If it's not part of who they want to be, a practitioner will struggle. You must have that top-down approach and not the bottom-up, nor start in the middle. It must be at the top,
0: right? And so it sounds like, as you were saying, you need to have buy-in in the weigh-in from you know basically the entire organization, but essentially the top is imperative. And it looks like that's what we have here at Acceptance. That's correct. So. How does DE&I build on what an organization has been doing or been committed to achieving in terms of representation and participation?
1: Organizations must make sure they educate their employees or their team members on what diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is. As I mentioned earlier, it's not just diversity composition, but encompasses so many other things as a part of that in order for the company to grow to expand so that as we continue to to hire new team members or new employees, they have an understanding of where the company is as it relates to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And a large part of that is educating. And the second part of that is making sure we create an environment that we really are walking the talk and not just saying words.
0: So you touched a little bit on team member. So what does team member involvement in DE&I look like today?
1: Part of that is educating, but also making sure that our team members are engaged. Part of that is working with team members that are part of the Habitat for Humanity. Another is making sure we create multicultural partnerships in different areas of the states of where we're located, where we're connecting to our communities. Because we're not just in Tennessee, we're in California, we're in Texas. And of course, as a practitioner, there's no way I can be in those areas, but making sure that our team members are engaged, they're knowledgeable about their communities, but we must be a part of that community so we can be seen as being a partner, a true partner, not just in statement, but also where we're actually participating.
0: So you did mention, of course, that we have locations across the country where we're headquartered in Tennessee and noticing some of the accolades that acceptance has received. uh, One of them being uh, named to Forbes 2022 list of America's best employers for diversity, ranking among the top 500 U.S. employers. Uh, How else has acceptance been recognized for its commitment to workplace culture?
1: Sure. So, so one of those is, is creating our first ERG employee resource group. And that is a women's employee resource group. What's great about that is that we have what are called allies and our allies are, are the men in, in, at acceptance. And so that has been something that's really been great and a commitment to what the company is, is wanting to do to, to push forward.
0: So you mentioned, uh, the ERG Are there any other milestones at acceptance that you are proud of so far?
1: Sure. One is our inclusion statement. When I first came to acceptance, we we did not have the inclusion statement, but actually having a statement about who we are, being able to put that on our website. But again, the the key is making sure we walk the talk. Um, We're also participating on the Futuro, which is board, which is a Hispanic Latino student organization. Where there are different colleges and universities in the state of Tennessee. So those are some of the, some of the areas that I'm really proud that we've been able to make some, some headway in and and really be part of those communities.
0: Very good. So I guess change can be challenging work. What sort of challenges do DE and I professionals face in any given organization?
1: Well, I think the number one is resources. Having the amount of resources to really do some of the projects or push some of the initiatives that you want in your company is one. But I think the other challenge can be some of our social issues, some legal issues that may come up in our country and really understand how to maneuver and and make sure we're making those things work within our company.
0: So what advice do you have for others in your field or simply those who want to get involved with DE&I work?
1: I would say educate, educate, and educate. Educate yourself, educate your peers, also educate your leadership team. It starts from the top, understanding where your company is as a culture. Is it ready to start implementing this? You have to start somewhere. So it may be understanding what your diversity composition will be. It may be understanding where your promotions, what are you doing in the community? So it really depends, number one, on your company and where they are. But the first start would be to educate, educate, educate.
0: So you mentioned educate. So it sounds like in order to do so, you might need to take it upon yourself to read articles, attend various conferences. What advice do you have for others in your field or simply those who want to get involved with DE&I work?
1: So one of the best conferences that I attended was really the SHRM conference, which is Society of Human Resources Management that has a concentration in DE&I and B. That's a really great conference to get a full understanding of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. You get an idea of what some of the challenges that other companies have. So the key is to really educate yourself. That means reading white papers, reading books. One of the better books I've read was the one on white fragility by Robin DiAngelo. She paints a really good picture of what that looks like. What does white fragility look like? And some eye-opening statements that I didn't think about. There's so many white papers. I mean, you can imagine, you can Google pretty much now anything and just really kind of make sure you understand some of the acronyms and the D-E-N-I lingo, But you have to make sure that you're always educating yourself because it continues to evolve. You know, years ago, it was affirmative action. Then we had diversity. Then we had diversity inclusion. Now we have diversity equity inclusion. Now we have Belonging. So it will continue to evolve. And when you're in this space, you have to continue to educate yourself and be able to understand what those are. Because at some point, if you are the person that people go to for some of the questions and some of the answers, you need to make sure that you have you know, done your due research and due diligence and study.
0: So for our next generation of young professionals, what does DE&I look like for them?
1: For them, at some point, diversity will not be top of mind for them. It will be inclusion and belonging. Does this company walk the talk that they say? Do I feel like I'm needed or wanted here, no matter what I look like? So I'll see them really carrying the torch, but it'll look different.
0: So true. So true. Well, Pam, thank you so much for taking the time to discuss this important topic of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, and your work at acceptance. And then for our listeners, if you would like to learn more about acceptance, its mission and core values, please visit us at acceptanceinsurance.com and visit the additional links listed below on the AICP webpage. Thank you for listening.